everybody, this is Pastor Chad for Sunday, December 22nd, 27th, sorry, 2022. Welcome to The Way, R122 Ministry Live, The Way Radio Live. The title of today's sermon is That Your Joy May Be Full, and it's uh, based on John 15, 9 through 11. So let's pray and we will get into today's message. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Uh, for this opportunity to uh, for me to be able to preach your word, uh, to fellowship with brothers and sisters uh, at a distance from different parts of the country and the world. And Lord, I just ask that you would bless this message, that you would do a work through it, that you would provide comfort for those that need comfort, edification for those that need to be edified, uh, that you would deepen the faith of believers, uh, that you would strengthen them, that you would deepen their belief and you would strengthen their faith and that you would do a mighty work through this uh, message today. For those that don't know you, I pray that they would listen in and that they would have an open mind and an open heart and that you would speak to them and help them to see the light of the gospel that is only seen through your glorious blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that your joy may be full. John 15, 9 through 11, which says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be, may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Now consider the visual of this. We see this blessing from the Father through the Son to believers by the working of the Holy Spirit. And the, the truth, the doctrine of the Trinity is very fascinating to look for throughout Scripture because you'll find it in verses like this quite often. And we see that as the Father loved me, so have, I, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Now, what led to this message? Christ, the all-encompassing joy that is only in him, could wash away so much of the pain and struggle that everyone, including Christians, suffers through. And you know that I have been addressing the issues of depression and anxiety and fear and worry so much that has come about, uh, especially during the time of the COVID hoax, and also uh, the error and apostasy that is so prevalent in the modern church would be pushed aside if the joy of Jesus Christ and his gospel were truly understood. There would be no searching for something else in churches to help people if they truly understood the gospel of Jesus Christ and were experiencing the joy of that gospel message. Just think of that. The reason recovery programs are in churches that completely contradict Christian doctrine, Alcoholics Anonymous, Celebrate Recovery, whatever, the reason they're depending on these programs is because they're not obviously understanding the power of the gospel. Otherwise, they would not be looking for something else. So how do we enter into and abide in the joy of Jesus Christ? How is our joy in Christ maintained and nurtured? 
Luke 10, 38 through 42 says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to him, listened to his teaching. And again, consider the visual picture of this. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Mary was caught up in the joy of Jesus Christ. And she was so enraptured with him and the joy that poured from him and into her that she was not about to get up and worry about doing chores and taking care of other tasks. She wanted to just dwell and abide in the joyful light of Christ. And that's what we should all strive to do. And I can tell you from personal experience, the busyness of this world will, be, will become all-consuming if you let it. We have got to fight for the time that we need to spend time in prayer and study of the word and in communion with the Lord and in fellowship with him, regardless of how busy our lives get. My life right now is just so busy with the ministry and with our business and the work I'm doing. Um, but no matter what happens, I make sure that I start the day with at least an hour or so in the word and in prayer. We have got to do that. C.S. Lewis says, what does not satisfy when we find it was not the thing that we were desiring. If we claim Christ, yet we look elsewhere, he is not our heart's desire. The apostles followed Christ, but it took time for them to truly know who he is. If you look at the, the story of the apostles that walked with Christ, his disciples, many of them struggled with doubts, with fears with confusion. They were not, Christ was not the Messiah that they had pictured he should be in their own minds. And it took them a while to learn who he truly was. When the Lord preached the gospel, many who followed him turned away. If you look at John 6, verse 66, it says, after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. People abandoned him. Why did they turn back? If you go to John 6 and you read, to, you read John 6 up to that verse, John 6, 1 through 65, you will see that many of the disciples turned back because they could not accept the gospel, the gospel doctrines that Christ was preaching. He preached to them very solid, Christian, biblical, godly doctrines. And because they could not accept those doctrines, they turned back and no longer followed him. When Christ went to the cross, he went abandoned and alone. Mark 14, 27 says, and Jesus said to them, you will all fall away for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. So when Christ went to the cross, all of these close friends with, who had walked with him for about three years in ministry and seen him raise the dead, work miracles, heal the sick, feed thousands with just a little bit of food and witnessed all these miracles and seeing this amazing person of Jesus Christ, they all abandoned him during his arrest. And when he was led away to crucifixion, he was crucified alone. 
And he prophesied about this again in Mark 14, 27. And Jesus said to them, you will all fall away for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after the resurrection, those who abandoned him followed him even to the death. They knew the joy of abiding in Jesus Christ. They were satisfied in Jesus Christ. They knew the joy of abiding in Jesus Christ. They were satisfied in Jesus. They knew the joy that only comes through seeing Jesus Christ by the gospel, through his word, by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's one of the strongest testaments to the power of the gospel is that these, these, these men that abandoned him when he went to the cross because they were fearful of what would happen to them legally and that they would probably also be killed as well. Because of the profound working of the Holy Spirit through the gospel after Christ's resurrection, were willing to go to their own deaths for his name because of the joy that they had in him. Complete transformation in who they were. We are regenerated because Christ knows us. Our life should be spent getting to know him more and more. Pray for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of Jesus Christ. Go to his word seeking to know him and to see him more clearly. James 1, 5 through 8 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no, doubt, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. I'm actually working on a sermon uh, on this portion of scripture right now that hopefully will be ready in the next couple of weeks. But ask yourself when you read that, when we're asking for wisdom, we're asking to understand who the person and work of Jesus Christ is, an understanding of the gospel in God's mysterious ways. Ask yourself, what is your heart's desire? Are you rejoicing in the blessed joy that is only found in Jesus Christ? Are you still searching for something? Are you satisfied in Jesus Christ? If you are born again, he knows you, but are you striving to know him so that your joy may be full? Are we living as if defeated because we lack the joy that should be pouring into us and through us as living water as we abide in Jesus Christ? Satan seeks to steal our joy through lies, deceit, temptation, pressures, attacks, hindrances, etc. We must remember our victory in Jesus Christ and make claim to it. 1 John 5, 3-4 says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our victory in Christ is not only in our future salvation, our victory in Christ is now, and the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We can be perfect and joyful and true in Jesus Christ, seeking the Lord and his righteousness and his glory. Matthew 5, 3 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be satisfied. That's seeking for wisdom. Matthew 5, 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Only the message of the gospel can expose our impoverished spirit, bring about a hunger and thirst for righteousness, and bless us with pure hearts 
and wash us in the blood of Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 26 through 27 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what we ought to pray for. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. When we struggle in prayer, even when we don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit helps us and intercedes for us. This is one of the greatest lessons we, we can learn and one of the greatest blessings of Christianity is we can fall flat on our faces, be completely unable to pray, completely uh, reject, I don't want to call it our duty, but reject our time of prayer. But when we come back to the Lord, even when we don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit will guide us if we are true and sincere and genuinely seeking to know him. In the Reformed faith, we tend to hear so much about our depraved state, completely sinful and undeserving of anything that God might give us. And these things are true, and it is true that he gave us the most amazing and glorious gift of all. But in focusing so much on our depravity and sinful state, we seem to lose focus of the reason why God chose to be so merciful and loving and kind and kind in saving us. Focus on him and his blessing. Yes, we come to him in total depravity. It says all have sinned and, become, and fallen short of the glory of God. No one does good. No one seeks after God. No one understands. Romans 3. But don't spend your life dwelling on that. Instead, consider Psalm 18, 16 through 19. He sent from on high. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Think of that. Because he, God, delighted in you. If you are a child of God, if you have been regenerated and born again through the message of the gospel, by the power of the Holy Spirit, saved in the blood of Jesus Christ, that happened. God rescued you from that terrible life of sin because he delighted in you. I remember when I first, that, that first struck me when I read that psalm, quite a few years ago, and it almost brought me to tears. I thought, because he delighted in me. What, a, what an amazing verse in Scripture, because he delighted in me. That should just bring joy to all of our hearts when we read that. And I'll close with Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That is something to rejoice over. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word. 
And I just ask again that you would uh, speak to every heart that hears this message, that you would bless each person that hears it, that you would do a mighty work through your word today. And Lord, I just ask that you would uh, bless us all with a greater understanding of abiding in your joy and rejoicing in you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, if you get the opportunity, uh, I'm going to share my screen here. Please visit our website. You can do so by going to the way r122.org. If you'd like to listen to the sermons via podcast, just go to the Christian podcast community.org and search for the way radio in the search field. That's where you can listen to the podcast. You can find us on rumble. The sermons are usually released the following week after I preach them on rumble, just search, search for the way R122 on rumble. That's all the sermons since June of 2021. Anything before that is still on YouTube as the way ministry church. They've been removing certain sermons because they don't like what I talk about, especially during the COVID hoax, but that's fine. Um, if you could, please consider donating to the ministry. We need all the help and support we can get. I'm working on an update about my friend, Pastor Patrick in Nairobi, who I miss very much. He is doing some amazing work with the kids there uh, through feeding programs. He's been sending me some photos um, and I'm way behind, but I'm trying to get a newsletter put together to share with you guys everything he's doing. And I so much want to get uh, more support so we can do more to help him and his efforts there. Uh, so please consider supporting the ministry at the way r122.org. And again, thank you for being here today, folks, and listening in. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you have any questions, you can email me at chad at the way r122.org. If you have any uh, ideas for sermons, uh, I was speaking to my sister last night, and one, one of the points I told her is I'd like to start addressing any questions that people might have regarding doctrine, the message of the gospel, whatever it is. Um, uh, if that's something you're interested in, just email me at chad at the way r122.org, and I'll do my best to address uh, what you send me in the emails. All right. God willing, we'll be back here uh, next week. Same time, same place. And God bless you guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye.